interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer, Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. Recorded live every Monday night at 5.30 p.m. at a tap room in the heart of Mapleton Fall Creek. Here are your hosts, Jason Chisholm and Kerry Burge. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Indy City Football Live. I'm Jason. This is Kerry. We're excited to be here. We are very excited to be here. What is Indy City Football, Carrie? Glad you asked. It is a recreational neighborhood soccer league with a good citizenship twist. Sounds like a cocktail, doesn't it? In addition to wins and losses, members can earn points for volunteering, using responsible means of transit, being good neighbors, partying, and now, even for being on a team without playing. That's correct. And uh, I'm sorry to interrupt and jump on Mike, but what would be an... A good citizenship twist cocktail. I am so intrigued. I'll make one by next week. <laughs> that is your assignment I'll for the week. I'll sneak it in. Don't tell him. <laughs> All right. Let's get right in on to uh, let's get moving. <laughs> to last week's league talk. Last week's game of the week was Broad Urple City over Midtown 4-1. to one. Last week's rivalry match was Real West over Old Speedway City 3-2. We had a really intense matchup for last week's ICF, ICFL, T-P-S-G-O-G-O-T-W. And what are all those letters, Carrie? It stands for Indy City Football Presents Indy City Football Live, the podcast. I don't know what the S and O is. Semi-official <laughs> game of the week. Um, we saw AC Miles Square over Real Fletcher Place 2-1. to one. Very close game. We had a, uh, a, I don't know, player question last week, Jason, and that is, um, is it a cup? Is it a large vase? Is it a flower pot? <laughs> what Wait. are we looking at? No, it's a, uh, it's a cup. It's a urn, flower urn. Uh, so, yes, you're right. It's a flower pot, but it is a cup. It's a trophy. It is. It, it's, a, it's the best trophy in the league right now since the Golden Growler disappeared and well we can talk about more on that about the podcast you heard the podcast we're going to be doing a podcast portion of this show later on we'll tell you more about that here in a few minutes so coming up this week um the icf challenge of the week is to share photos of your team fans and or non-soccer playing teammates so carrie that's you it will just be a barrage of selfies of myself on the sidelines (laughs) and uh what's the icf challenge um, it's a way you can new. join. You can join. You can earn extra points for your team by kind of just participating, being good neighbors, having fun while you're doing it. That sounds great. Um, this week, Wednesday, six o'clock at Coont Stadium, we have uh, our games. You can come check them out. This week's game of the week will be Upper Downtown FC versus Real Fletcher Place. And the expansion game of the week is Riverside City versus Mapleton FC. The rivalry match is Bates Hendricks FC versus Meridian Kessler United. And the Indy City Football presents Indy City Football Live, the podcast semi-official game of the week, will be Old Speedway City versus Broad Ripple City. Two cities, both the cities going at it this week. We've also got another game in the Mythic Compass Cup. (laughs) 
You said that right. No, I did not. I said it the way I say it, which is right. So you're right, I did. Um, I would like to, again, once put in a vote to call it the directional derby. Just because you, it's Just directional because I can't derby. say that other word. It's the directional derby or the compass cup. Holy moly, I just saw we have two games in that saga. <laughs> We've got Havel. Nope. Nope. I just jumped straight ahead. We've got Near East United and Old North United. We've also got Real West versus Southside Soccer Club. Oh, that's all four teams playing together. They at are. Once. This is their each of their each of these teams their second game in the Compass Cup. Now, have you thought about making it like Hungry Hungry Hippo, where they kind of play on a cross-shaped field and with multiple balls? Maybe for uh, their final game. <laughs> yeah. So they got they got one more game in the series uh, to, to crown the winner of that. So I like that idea. Thank you. Me too. Uh, or the the two balls, two ball game. Two balls. Um, some other games of interest. This is a hot one. We've got the number one ranked Hallville CD versus number two Heron Morton. Separating those teams right now are just points for being good neighbors and volunteering and going to after parties. And doing the podcast. I have to know, how is number one versus number two not the game of the week? I don't know, Jordan. Why is it not the game of the week? <laughs> I don't want to talk to the Shadow Commissioner. <laughs> It'll the, be the game of the week in our hearts. The ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW has been pre-selected after week one to include all teams, so every team gets a chance to win the ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW. We've also, uh, keep on your radars, got number four, rising from an early first game loss, Atletico Pogues run. Versus number six, AC Miles Square. Both teams have been kind of hot lately. What do you think? I, I mean, I, I, I think it's Pogue's run. And we're going to actually hear from Elizabeth. She's a player for Pogue's run. She's coming in to do an interview with us tonight. And uh, you'll be able to hear a snippet of that on the radio and the full thing on our podcast. We also do this show live on a podcast. You got to catch it wherever you get your podcast. And we'll tell you more about that at the end of this show. So after these wild games this week, you can check out the after party. It's at Chatham Tap, hosted by Chatham Tap. <laughs> Mass Ave United. Uh, Chatham Tap actually switched uh, over to AC Miles Square. That's what I thought. Year. Okay, AC Miles Square are the hosts. You can find Chatham Tap at 719 Massachusetts Avenue, right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> Um, they've got great beers, excellent food. I think you'd be remiss if you left without getting the garlic cheese fries. They're pet-friendly on the patio, but don't bring your kids. They'll make them stay out in the streets. You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're welcoming Elizabeth Wallen from Atletico Pogues Run. You looked at me like I said that wrong. Is that? It's because we're Rogues Pogue. Rogues Pogue. That's what uh, their nickname would be then. Wow. Rogues Let Pogue. it go, Pogues Run, Rogues Pogue. <laughs> We've totally sure, why wrong. not? That's awesome. Well, welcome to uh, the radio show, Elizabeth. We appreciate you coming out. Thanks for having me. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, your Indy City football experience. How long have you been a player? Who do you play for? All those things. Yeah, so um, I guess you could say this is my fourth season if you counted 2020 as a season, just an off season. Sure. You know? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and uh, so I played actually um, every year a different team 
Okay. What yeah, team? Yeah, so I started playing for uh, Fountain Square. That's right. I mm-hmm. heard that's like where all the cool people lived when I moved to Indy. Okay. That's so I was like, oh, yeah. That's the team I played on. When exactly. You, so. it was, that's where I met Jason. That's uh-huh. right. And so, um, so I played for Fountain Square, and then the next year I had moved to Cottage Home, so I was like, okay, yeah, let me play for the team I live with yeah. and played for Cottage Home. Um, and then this year we've got we were revamped into Atletico Pogues Run. Yeah, still Cottage Home is involved. It's but totally revamped. There's like ten different neighborhoods oh. and like all new players. Yeah, it's like basically we all an live. Team. Like like when we were just Cottage Home, I was the only one who actually lived in Cottage right, Home. Right. So now it's like oh, we live in this neighborhood. It's a truly a together. neighborhood team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I love it. That's awesome. What's been a, a new experience for you this year post pandemic? that you hadn't had before? Um, I definitely say the social sphere is firing. <laughs> Everybody's excited <laughs> to see people. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everyone's so excited to be out and uh, playing again, I think. Uh, I've definitely realized how important soccer was in my life mm. because I'm not much of a gym goer or anything like that. So that's sure. th- those are the moments during the week where I like, get my energy out. Um, yeah, my team this year, it's so exciting. We're, we're just like a really good cohesive unit, both like off the field and on the field, right. which is new for me. That's great. Um, and really exciting. And Have you played with these uh, these same players before, or is this all new team, all new players all that new just players. gelled together really well? All new players, and we just gel. Yeah, we mix really well, and um, like subbing is good. Uh, people people are always willing to show up at the after parties and carpooling. There's a lot of coordination, and yeah. there's even been some meetups like outside of outside of soccer. All right, which is exciting. That's good. Yeah, making friends. That's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, tell me a little bit uh, about. You said you're relatively new to Indianapolis, just a few few years, right? So, where did you come from, and how did you get plugged into Indy and and what do you do now here? Yeah, this is my fifth year in Indy come July. So this is, yeah, fifth year anniversary. What is that, like a silver ring or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I when I moved to Indy, I mean, I tend to look for, I used to play, you know, a rec league in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always something that I was doing and interested in. They were, let, they were, weren't as organized, I'd say, as any city football. I'd say this is probably the most organized and cohesive league I've ever played for. Um, but yeah, so this is my. So I just, I think I just looked up uh, soccer leagues in Indy on Google, and I found any city football, and I was like, oh hell yeah, like I'm gonna do that. All so right. I, I signed up. I signed up as a um, what do you call it? Free agent. Mm-hmm. And free agent got put on Fountain Square and. That was it. Nice. Excellent. Sealed SEO the for the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming uh, and hanging out with us on WQRT FM 99.1. We'll catch you on the uh, the back end of the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm so excited to hear my podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks. 11 minutes into Indy City Football Live. It's time for 11 minutes with your favorite Indy 11 employee, VP of Marketing, Joshua Mason. On the phone, we have Josh Mason of Indy 11. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the game last week. Well, I mean, granted, I, you always want to win, but I will tell you, going down to Louisville, 
with the representation we did from the Brickyard Battalion, uh, walked together with a 3-3 win. No, excuse me, 3-3 tie. Excuse me, 3-3 tie. Uh, and having that level of representation, I'm not sure if anybody watched the broadcast, but actually you could hear the BYB more than you could hear uh, other elements of the game day, which to me is always a win. Oh, that's when your fans, you know, come with only 150 of you and you out sing an entire other end. That's fantastic. Those are positive. Yes. So for me, I mean, that's momentum in the right direction. You know, under Max Rogers, you know, having you know, some different leadership. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my hope is that we can continue and keep that streak going. And going into July third against the top-rated, you know, Birmingham Legion, who we've beaten once, but can we do it again? Yeah, and that, that's our that's our next home game, correct? Our next game. Yeah, July this coming Saturday. I mean, can't ask for it. You know, holiday weekend, so to speak. Well, in, we're calling it the Independence Day. Independence Day could be like puns and soccer, evidently. Of course. Um, but we'd love to have as many people out as possible, and I think we've made it lucrative. If you're a, enjoy beverages or food in any capacity, I think you, you guys at least are aware. They might be aware, but if you're not listening and not aware, three dollar everything: three dollar beer, three dollar soda, three dollar hot dog, three dollar Skittles, three dollar popcorn. Does not matter what the, what the food or beverage item is; it will be three dollars. Now, Josh, do we do we have corn dogs? Is there going to be corn dogs? There, there, the funny part is we are working on corn dogs. I don't want to, I don't want to get too okay, far ahead of okay. it. We do have some solutions coming in that space. Fantastic! That I'm very, very excited about. Is that what it's going to take to get me to my first ever soccer game on U.S. soil? Yes. Three dollar snacks. Oh, get in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Carrie, uh, you know, is part of the podcast, but she uh, is a hockey fan by trade, so. This is her first foray into the soccer world, both recreational and professional. So this might be the one you get her in for, Josh. Well, my hope is that, you know, next week as we talk on next Monday, and I hope we will be there in person, I look forward to having a conversation about that experience. And I would like for you to tell me what you enjoyed about it, what made it different. Compare that to other things you've experienced in our city. Because I would love to hear more about, I would like to hear more about what you think of that, what you think about that. So Yeah, sounds great. Because your, your, your opinion will matter heavy. And then, honestly, the same thing, what could we do better? Because one of the things I always talk about is I want to be a best-in-class experience across the board. Oh, for sure. I will bring a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> are there also perks um, for Indy City football team members for attending this game? Oh, there sure are. So for the very first time, we'll actually be in attendance. Well, let me restate that. We're always in attendance. But we will have an official presence there where you can bring that uh, handy QR code and uh, show up at the little Indy City football area and uh, check in, get some extra points. And uh, I'm not going to ruin any surprises, uh, but we will have some uh, additional perks uh, for Indy City football players and non-players uh, who are officially on the team uh, who can check in and, and kind of get some, uh, some fun little extras uh, and have a nice little community within the community experience. Uh, over by the BYB. So, now how do uh, we how do we find you at the game? We do have an Indy City Football tent uh, that you can see. You'll be able to see the logo from anywhere in the space. So uh, come by, see us, say hello, say hello to the BYB. And uh, in our upcoming interviews, you'll be able to see uh, or uh, talk to uh, and uh, earn some points for some of the initiatives uh, that we're working with uh, for the coming months. So. Uh, a lot of fun. It's going to be, if you've never been to an Indy 11 game, Carrie, this is the one to go to. Uh, I bought the inaugural season scarf, okay? <laughs> That's a great start. I had plans to go. I just haven't yet. <laughs> we just got to get you inside those walls. But this will be a great time to go. 
Uh, there's, I know that like the, almost the entire Real West team is showing up thanks to Life in Indy, uh, and as well as the normal like large presence that we have uh, as Indy City footballers uh, at the Indy 11 game. So it should be a good time. But Josh, we have one last question for you before uh, you go. Uh, because we're interacting with uh, maybe first-time Indy 11 uh, goers or first-time BYB um, participants. Folks, participants, thank you. Uh, how can they get started? If somebody's new to soccer or new to Indy 11, what's the best way for them to get involved? And clearly, you go to BrickyardBattalion.com, which is also BYB.soccer. Um, learn how to be, learn a little bit about it before you get there. I mean, the game day experience for soccer is a little bit different, clearly. I mean, Start to anybody who's been a member of the BYB for a long time. You don't have to know all the chants, but you know, the concept of people standing and singing for 90 minutes might be a little bit weird for folks, but it's common for soccer people. I was in a uh, sorority. I think I can handle what, it. What I tell people all the time is, like, if I can get you to come once, I can get you to come 10 more times because the energy you get off a game day is just different than any other sport in our city. And again, much of us are very civic in approach. Clearly, in the 11, our brand is very civic, but shoot. <laughs> It's hard, it's hard not to get caught up in the energy of all those people singing right along with you. So that's what I remind people. It's a different experience. Go in with an open mind. Know very full well the BYB is built, you know, inherently being accepting of all people. So no matter if you know a song or don't know a song, they want you there. They want you part of the experience. So they're all things you can have as part of our game game. Um, and obviously, as you said, you know, that, that tailgating piece isn't so bad either. So lots of elements to communicate out, but walk in that building and say, you know, a $3 beer doesn't really hurt the experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, hope people can come have a great time with us and we hope to join the third weekend, you know, Independence Day weekend. You have lots of choices and things to do. Hope you'll come out and spend a little bit of time with us. Yeah, that's, that'll, uh, that'll be great. I do have one caveat for you, though, Josh. Uh, the BYB is accepting of all people except for the opposing team. They are very not accepting. That is true. That is true. <laughs> to be very fair. In our early days, a lot of people from the Coopers and people, you know, people who started other supporters clubs actually sat in the BYB to learn what it's about. No kidding. And how does it work? And how does it be? The great days on a game day, you're not welcome. We're playing you. Maybe you make your way over. It's okay to like more than one team in some places, but, you know, uh, you're right. They, they should not make their way over to us. At least in this case, Birmingham. If you drove up from Birmingham... And come watch us play. God bless you. That's a heck of a long, a heck of a long drive. That's right. I'll buy you a $3 beer for that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when we played Birmingham and opened the game of the season, we had over uh, 50 fans. So, this, you know, this shows you this group. I mean, if you really like the sport, <laughs> we can get you traveling. You can really see and you learn all over, all over, the, all over the country, ultimately. Uh, and, and, you know, east, east of the Mississippi. Is, you know, our fans like to travel and see and experience other 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 soccer stadiums. So it's a good experience, and being a way travel person is almost like another level of any other fan. Now, Josh, what, uh, one quick question. Uh, none of the three of us have any children, but uh, tell me a little bit about how a family-friendly uh, an Indy 11 game is for, for kids under 18. Sure. I mean, if they don't, I always tell people it depends on your, your tolerance level for curses. Right, so BYB's going to be BYB's going to have some of those. It's you know it's clearly close to many walking the section. So very clear expectations for families. Uh, some parents, you know, are a little more lenient than others in terms of you know I have a good friend uh, who says his kids are allowed to say those words in, in their home and, and in the BYB, but not in front of school or others. So it really depends on your parental uh, 
stance on it. For example, both my kids have sat the BYB, both under 18, both have been there for a long time uh, before I worked for the club. So both of them, they, they learn some colorful words early, but we do have a lot of family-friendly fam, sections within the stadium as well. So if the BYB isn't your jam and you have kids like me, you're welcome you know, to find other seating in the stadium. So the BYB is a special experience, whether you're in it, and the energy is around you, or if you're watching it, you're still infected by it. So either way, you still get the experience of being part of the life. Well, there you have it. We'll see you all on July 3rd at uh, Carroll Stadium for an Indy 11 game. It'll be a good time. I will be there. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you all. You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT, Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, our next interview here is with Silva and Lane from Bike Indianapolis. Hi. <laughs> hey, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? I know, Lane, you just started playing uh, Indy City Football this year, so tell us what team you're on. Yeah, uh, I'm new to Indy and new to Indy City Football, so uh, I play for the Near East Side United. Um, first year playing, uh, you know, got to meet all the neighbors and everything, and this seemed like the best way to do it. So bike to every single game and every after party, of course. Oh, there you go. That's, that's like a lot of your points right there. So mm-hmm. Got to get those transit points. You, you do. You do. What about you, Silva? Uh, I'm Silva, and I, I actually heard about Indy City Football through Platt Collective, where I'm a broker. All right. And got to come to opening night with Gigi. Uh, and I love what you guys are doing. I think there's a lot of similarities between the way you're wanting to be uh, connecting communities and neighborhoods through the love of soccer and the way that Bike Indianapolis wants to connect people to the city through their love of biking. Awesome. Can you tell us then what is Bike Indianapolis? Sure. So Bike Indianapolis started as a blog called IndyCog and has grown into a larger advocacy organization uh, and then switched names to Bike Indianapolis. And we basically, we have a a three-pronged approach of advocacy, education, and riding opportunities. Uh, So we We want to be the voice at the government level saying, hey, when you redo this road, can you make some space for safe cycling and for complete streets where there's space for everyone to use this road? We want to educate both cyclists and drivers on how to keep everyone safe and how to use roads well, and then create opportunities for people to connect and get out on their bikes together. That's awesome. I'm I'm going to call in an audible. I'm going to ask a different question. Go for it. Each of you get your own answer. If you could pick any road that is not currently bike-friendly in town. 16th Street. That's... Mm -hmm. Because it goes straight to Coombs. Yeah, 16th Street. 16th Street. If you are a local lawmaker, a local activist (laughs) out there listening, I once drove on 16th Street, and I am not an avid biker, and I am lucky to be alive today. I'm also going to throw in uh, 10th Street on the west side. I think that one needs to be changed over, too. So. Well, actually, I was asking our guests and okay. not you, but also 10th would be a great I'm one, too. I'm trying to be a part of no, the show. It's all doing great. I mean, 10th Street is so tight with its two lanes. It Just is. Make, it's begging to not be two lanes in it each is, direction. It is. Okay, so uh, we have an, uh, you brought an indie bike bingo, and I'm dying to know more about this. What, what is indie bike bingo? All right, so Indie Bike Bingo is kind of our gamification of riding and sharing your love of riding. We've got two ways to play. We have an official bingo card, which is a fundraiser for Bike Indianapolis. The cards are $20 to play, 
And then when you get five, you get a bingo, then you're eligible to get a prize, like a gift card from a local brewery or a lunch spot, dinner restaurant, whatever. Uh, and then we also have a kid's edition, which you, if you are a kid at heart, you're eligible for. It's free. You can pick up a copy at a local bike shop or even print one from our website. Um, the little bit of difference between the cards, you know, like the adult card, you get to go to bike party, have some drinks, check off a box. The kid's card, you're more likely to stop and pick a flower while riding, draw your bike. <laughs> the kid's yeah. card does look a little more my speed. Yeah. Yeah. I, do actually, I do actually challenge anyone listening to, without looking at anything, stop right now and draw your bike and see how it turns out and then share it on social media because I think this is going to be really hilarious. No, we, to need, a, see. we need a good hashtag that the, to share is that, that with. Do you so. want the hashtag Indie Bike Bingo on that? Yeah, hashtag Indie Bike Bingo. Draw your bike without looking at anything. See how it turns out. We're going to do it right now here, live, on the air. I don't have anything to draw bikes. on. You can use this one because okay. I got it gross. Oh. It's my personal. So as you're doing that, um, you, you, I saw online too that you guys have like advertise for different biking throughout the entire community. So I saw a group in Speedway. I'm really close to that side. I'm, I might go check that out. Um, but it's all over the whole city. So. Yeah, for sure. In terms of um, the bingo itself takes place all over the city. But even then, when you are looking for like rides around Indy, um, we have a lot of different rides on our website you can check out. Um, we're trying to get more neighborhood rides, people involved just all across Indy, um, feeling more comfortable riding in their own neighborhoods. And I think uh, bike bingo is one a great way to start that out. Now, um, Indy City football, football players, of course, are incentivized to use both pu public transit and uh, cycles to yeah, go to games. Yeah, we love that. They get the uh, Indy City football point, extra points as part of that. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how um, Indy City football players can, can earn points for their neighborhood team uh, with um, uh, Bike Indianapolis. Yeah, so um, I am one of the lone riders actually on my Indy City football team. Um, but I'm really lucky because we're right next to Pogue's Run. Um, so I, I honestly ride over with other teammates and other people on other teams, um, which is one of the great things about Indy City Football is you're meeting so many people in your area. Um, and we get points for both of our teams by riding to the games um, and just, you know, getting out there and riding. Um, uh, you, not only connects you more with like your community and the infrastructure that's built around you, but also those people that are also out there riding in your neighborhoods too, um, and playing soccer with you. And uh, City, Indy City football players will also be able to participate in Indy Bike Bingo. Where can they pick up a card? Yeah, the best part is instead of just having to register online and have it mailed to you where you've got that couple day lag with the postal service, Indy City footballers can actually buy them at their games through the month of July, um, starting this week on Wednesday, and then also at the Indy 11 game. I don't know if you've shared that yet on the podcast. We did, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, so we'll be there, too, tabling at the Indy 11 game. Uh, the, I will say the, the prizes go live July 4th, so you're going to want to grab your bingo card the first chance you get. But if you don't, there'll still be prizes available. Everyone who plays will get to win something, and then you can take advantage of things like going to bike party is one of the bingo squares, which you won't be able to do before July 4th. So, Okay, before uh, we say goodbye to uh, Bike Indy, can you tell us a little bit more where we can find you to, to participate, to join in, to sponsor, whatever you guys offer? Yeah, I'd say head to www.bikeindy.org. 
I would say bikeindy.org slash bingo, so you can go ahead and sign up for that bingo cord. Yeah. And then if you want to check off your first box, bikeindy.org slash join to become a member. Also, there's a box on there. Uh, follow us on social media. That'll get you a, a bingo box. And you can follow us at, at Bike Indianapolis, you know, just like it sounds, um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all of those. And I'll just throw in that uh, Indy City football players will get extra points not only for participating in bingo, but also for becoming members of Bike Indianapolis. So there's a couple of different ways to get those social uh, and citizen points as, as part of uh, being a city football player. Well, we'd love to have you guys stay for a bit, um, hang out here, have a couple beers, and then come back to talk on the podcast portion of the show. Sounds good to us. We'll see you then. Thanks. See you then. Joining us now on WQRT 99.1 FM is Xavier Randall, who's uh, one of the co-owners of A Tap Room. Xavier, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It sounds like you have fans here in a tap room. <laughs> I don't know what they're clapping at, but I don't think it's me, man. You know, when we started recording here, there was like two or three people here. And I'm not going to say it's us, but there is a lot of people here now. <laughs> it, could, it could be you. It could be yeah. the, the beer today. But sure. you know. yeah, well, We're just going to take credit for it. <laughs> That's fine. We'll give you credit. So, uh, Xavier, uh, tell us a little bit about a tap room. It's where we record every Monday. Um, it's a, a former uh, home of the coal ship, rest in peace, who, who used to uh, sponsor uh, Mapleton FC. And you've not only redone this space uh, and built this, this new incredible bar, but you're also sponsoring Mapleton FC as well. So thank you for that. Tell us a little bit about how this all came about. Uh, yeah, me and the, uh, the guy who opened it, uh, I'd been talking about opening a bar for a little bit, and uh, we were just joking one day that we should uh, try to get people to give us their beer so we don't have to drive all over the place to get it. <laughs> uh, and he said, I think I could do that. And uh, that started as a joke, and a uh, little bit of work, we figured out that it was pretty doable. So, uh, yeah, every month we ask a different brewery that isn't, like, local to Indianapolis or uh, even the state of Indiana at all. Like, you can't find their beer, any of it. Uh, we're them for a month. We get their, like, shirts, their glasses. Uh, we try to mirror their tap room from, like, their lightest beer to the, you know, biggest deal that they have on. And, and uh, yeah, just thought it would be an interesting way to get people in Indy to experience new breweries that they might not have had the the time or wherewithal to uh get to before because a two to three hour drive when you're going to drink uh is definitely more than a day trip kind of thing so right now like uh, this past month you guys had two toms here yep i had never had any of their beers and now i've had all of their available beers yeah been, been a great little experience tell us a little bit about uh who you have uh on tap right now yeah so this month uh we have uh, street side out of cincinnati um, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. They're not in the state at all, like at all, at all. So this will be the first month that people from Indiana, unless they've traveled outside or, uh, you know, our four walls or however many we have, uh, haven't had a chance to taste. So it's been, it's been really interesting. Uh, they've been around for about five years and variety is what they do. So we should have a, a ton on all month long, not just the, the typical like eight to 10 that we usually have. I've really enjoyed this uh, street side. It's the first time, of course, I've ever had it and it's, it's good. And um, 
So other than uh, sponsoring Mapleton, you're also participating in the Beers for Goals. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, we thought it'd be cool, one, when we sponsored the team, and, and I grew up playing soccer, and we've got a couple other, like, really big soccer fans in the in the bar as far as, like, employees. If we we thought we would go a step above what we were asked to do when doing the, the typical sponsorship, so, um, like, 95% of the Mondays during the uh, the season that you guys are having, we donate a dollar from every full pour uh, to the charity. So we keep saying our goal is to be able to provide one set of goals by the end of, what is it, September? Middle yes. of September, no, something like a, that? Incredible, yeah. Yep. Uh, I think we're almost a quarter of the way there. So Excellent. I'm, uh, we got, you know, a little bit of time and some really good breweries coming up, so we should be able to uh, put a pretty big dent in that. And uh, if you haven't been out here uh, yet, Indy City football players, uh, you know that you get extra points not only for showing up on Mondays for the recording of this podcast, uh, but you also get points for every uh, Beers for Gold beer uh, that you drink. So not only did we do that during the, uh, the after party that a tap room uh, threw, but every Monday, basically every Monday from here on out, uh, we'll be here drinking beers, having a good time. Uh, and it's kind of turned into a little bit of a party. <laughs> it was just a, a few people the first couple times we were here, but it's, uh, as you can hear in the background, <laughs> people it's are having of, a good time. It's real exciting. I so, love it. Yeah, and, and thank you for letting us host this podcast and uh, radio show here at a tap room. So. Oh, yeah, no, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, it was a joke earlier, but you guys have definitely brought... Uh, we've got some regular people that come in Monday now. <laughs> good. Today we released some cool stuff, so people were in. But uh, That's good. Uh, yeah, you guys have definitely helped the cause. I'm, you know. Well, Xavier, I appreciate you coming coming in and talking to us. Uh, thank you so much for sponsoring Indy City Football, and uh, we'll catch you a little bit uh, more uh, on the podcast later in the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Other than just great soccer, there's a lot more happening around town this week. The Marion County Fair is still going on. Um, in the same thread as last week, there's all these ghost walks. Um, the one I picked is called the Chilling Chatham Arch Lockerbie Ghost Walk. It meets at the Athenaeum on July 2nd. There's downtown fireworks, obviously, the evening of the 4th. Um, also on the 4th, there is the Big Gay 4th at the Phoenix Theater. If I was going to be in town, that's definitely where you could find me. Um, the Iowa Cubs are in town all week against the Indy Indians. So for those of you Cubs fans who don't get your fix because you live too far away, you can go see their farm team fall to the local Indians. And that's the Haps around town. We've had a great time hanging out with you over here in Radio Land today. Woo! It's time for us to get going. If you want more great Indy City football content and love hearing our voices, you can catch us on the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. We are Indy City Football Live. We will see you next Monday at a tap room. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? You've been listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. Check out the rest of the Indy City Football Live interviews wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you enjoy playing soccer or just enjoy volunteering and meeting your neighbors, you can learn more about the league or join your neighborhood team 
and help make Indianapolis a better place at www.indycityfootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. Welcome to Indy City Football Live, the podcast portion of the show. If you're joining us from uh, WQRT 991, thank you. Uh, glad to have you here. If you're listening from Indy City Football Players, thank you again. If you're listening from Latvia, no, Lithuania, where Cole told us last week we have several listeners. We still need to tweet that out. That's insane. Welcome. We're, we're like a top 10 show in Lithuania. What? That's insane. I mean, what? There's got to be a, like a CIA connection there because there's no way. There's no way. We're being monitored by the CIA. Clearly, we I'm, are being monitored. I really think it's just Domus so, or um, Sabonis. That sounds like it would have been a funny joke. It would have been, <laughs> but of course, I do what I do. Oh, good times. Are we going to get on to the league standings? No. No, because you're looking up something in Lithuanian. I'm trying. It's not working. So let's go ahead and move on to <laughs> the Indy City Football standings. So I'm assuming this is the first time you've seen this. Oh, shit. Um, well, I'm just realizing. You can I, say the shit word. We're on the podcast oh, now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm just realizing I I didn't give you the extra points element. Well, we got week. them from last week. Okay, so, sure. And um, this is actually even more updated than the website because the website says we've only played four games. Well, I'm now I'm confused. Yeah, me too. Okay. Here are the latest standings we have access to at this moment. <laughs> so your top four did not change from last week. Hallville. Sporting Heron, Morton, Broad Ripple City, Politico Pogues Run remain your top four. Okay. Top four from the second league, Upper Downtown, Intermonon, Bates Hendricks, and Garfield AC. Now, I want to know who's at the bottom of the top league. Like, who's on the, bu- the bubble, basically? Who's on the bubble? Real, Real mm-hmm. Fletcher Place and Martindale AFC. And as uh, we are heard from Zach, or will hear from Zach, or whenever we hear from Zach, his team, Upper Downtown, is playing Real Fletcher Place, and that is number 11 on the top league versus number one on the bottom league. I'm going to say I'm very interested. Uh, both number four, um, Atletico Pogues Run, that's basically a new team because it's all new players. Hawville CD uh, is a new uh, team with about 50% uh, neighbors. They're at the top. That's one, two. And then there's uh, Sporting White Rivers, number seven. Uh, Riverside City is an is a new team, but with old players. A lot of the uh, Woodruff uh, AC team uh, actually lived in Riverside, so that sort of moved over uh, to that space. And then Martindale at 12, that's a brand new team as well. So a lot of uh, new teams doing really well on this table. They are. They are. I think um, it shows just uh, how rebranding, how to get uh, all the neighborhoods out there. Now we have enough teams to kind of cover every neighborhood. To kind of show where uh, the the players actually live. So uh, another some of the games of the week that we were talking about that are coming up. We want to catch the Hallville 
CD versus Sporting Heronmore, and this is number one versus number two. Both the last two undefeated teams in the league are playing six o'clock field two. And I've uh, put a lot of hours into this math, but I'm pretty sure at the end of this game, one of those teams will not be undefeated. Unless we both draw. <laughs> Damn it. Even I knew that one. <laughs> um, another another big game that we're going to keep an eye on is Aletico Pogues Run versus AC Mile Square. Uh, number four and number six on the top league level. Where am I starting reading? You can't just hand me a piece of paper. Yes, this I is can. meaningless ha! to me. Look, the pink one is the ICF, PICFL, TPSO, GOTW. Okay. The, the green ones are just highlighted games of the week and the black ones are the three uh so you got the game of the week the rivalry game and the expansion game folks this is why you listen to the podcast to hear the behind the scenes of how I mean, we'll get this on the reading. radio you just pointed to all of them <laughs> i've highlighted almost mableton fc is playing riverside city Bates yeah, Hendricks fc meridian kessler united that's another one that's gonna be an he double hockey sticks of a game real fletch plays ever downtown i feel like we've talked about that 800 times Massive United versus FC Fountain Square. Near East United, Old North United. That game's going to be at the very least United. I've heard it's one of those Compass Cup games. <laughs> Martindale AFC versus Midtown FC. I don't even really understand where Midtown is versus Martindale. Must be close. Neighbors, Atletico Pogues Run. Already talked about this, playing AC Mild Square. Can Atletico Pogues Run continue their slow climb to the top? I don't know. Garfield AC, <laughs> my team, playing Sporting White River. We're going to win. Irvington FC plays in Ramona. Does anyone really care about that game? I don't. Oh, <laughs> wow. Old Broad Herbal City and Old Speedway City. A couple old cities there going head to head. <laughs> and that's the upcoming games for this week. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> I believe. That was perfect. We got a new segment now. <laughs> I believe Gary's significant other here, uh, was here. She, uh, He would call that. The bachelorette, bachelorette tone. Oh, that can't is, even say that word. That's Jesus. my bachelorette voice. <laughs> Get to the goddamn show. We're seven minutes away from needing to leave for The Bachelor. So since you are leaving for The Bachelor, can we get... Nope, I want to talk about the Compass Cup standings. Wait, wait. What was that word? The Compass the Compass Cup. The I'm Compass un- Cup. I'm unfamiliar with that word. <laughs> it's an O, guys. The Demolition Derby. Compass. We can st- let's uh, let's go to world sports. I need to talk about hockey. Okay, go talk about it. hockey. Are you in the frozen four yet? Well, here's what we're doing. On here it says the Euro 2020 recap. I assume that's soccer. We're gonna skip it because I don't care. <laughs> NBA playoffs. Is the NBA still going on? I saw a game yesterday. I know Milwaukee was in it in Atlanta. I don't care about either of those. Who's NBA? Are, Does are, anyone still watch the NBA? Are Fine. they the final four yet? I don't know. Maybe. Well, there goes our Pacer sponsorship. <laughs> Here's the deal. With the NHL playoffs, we are down to the finals. Actually, right here, right now at a tap room, they've got it up on one screen, and it is starting shortly. The last two teams remaining are the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. I personally am rooting so hard for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and here's why. St. Louis local boy, Patty Maroon, Fat Pat, who once told a competitor that he was chubby but effective. If the Tampa Bay Lightning win this season, Fat Pat, our boy Patty Maroon, number seven in your hearts. (laughs) Yeah, I said that right. He will have won three consecutive Stanley Cups in a row. He is a beefy, slow dude whose contribution to the Blues winning the Stanley Cup was a puck 
bouncing off his ass and going into the goal for the game-winning goal. I'm rooting for Tampa Bay here so hard. Also, it would be un-American to vote for the Canadians. Look, I'm, I'm not familiar with Stanley, and I'm not familiar with his jockstrap, but uh, I've heard that hockey is uh, like fast soccer on ice. So it is. Maybe, it I'll, is. maybe I'll actually Check tune it in out. this week. Yeah. It's thrilling. <laughs> All right. Uh, AFC after dark. ICF after dark. I just am saying words at this point. <laughs> so, there are so many letters in this podcast. I don't think you understand. What's everybody drinking tonight? I got to say, first of all, before we get to the drinking, it is insane how many it's people are here. We, like, when we started, there was maybe two or three people. Yeah. It was entirely quiet. You couldn't hear no people in the background. noise. It is wild. If it sounds like we're at a kegger, it's because we are, basically. Get over here to a tap room. They've got a new brewery on. It's Street... Streetside street Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. Yeah, the beers are great. I've only had two different kinds. Hand me that menu and I'll tell you what I'm drinking. But the thing that I'm excited about is that every pint that they're giving out here is still a dollar for uh, kids' soccer goals. If you, those have got to be adding up. If you love children or love soccer, there's no reason you shouldn't be here getting some beers. It would be un-American not to, just like rooting for Montreal. Those children belong in the street. So what I'm drinking tonight, I had the uh, wild ale, and I'm also drinking the Kolsch now. Both have been excellent. Would recommend. I've been drinking. The Kolsch also. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm impressed. You haven't known Carrie that long, and yet I you know. trust her entirely with I your do. drink. <laughs> she has not steered me wrong. I had both of those, and then I also tried the, uh, let's see where it is. Oh, the street side came through dripping, which is like a IPA milkshake, berry and cream. Ah, it was incredible. I will have another. This has been a, a good night for beer here. Yeah. This is a good excited brewery. I'm excited about this new brewery. I'm excited Cincinnati. about this new brewery, and we're going to talk uh, to Xavier tonight. Yeah, we're right. talking to Xavier in a bit. That's right. One of the owners here about this great spot they've opened up. But first, let's check into our way too early in the season championship predictions. And we are like halfway through the season now. Yeah, it's still way too early, I think. <laughs> Mostly, I need more time for my team to climb the ladder. Uh, so my team, uh, as you know, maybe you remember, based on some very limited evidence of watching another team warm up and thinking that they were amazing, uh, Real Fletcher plays is my pick to win the season. Now, and who are they playing this week? I've already <laughs> Mona and Over Ramona. Downtown. Over downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I read all of those names in thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Real Fletcher plays. They're what eleventh, eleventh in the season. Mm-hmm. Yes, eleventh overall. So. So, still in the top table. Yep. My team, Riverside City, uh, has improved its position their ninth this week. So, I feel like we're heading in the right direction. And now, I definitely have a bit of a uh, conflict here because I picked Sporting Heron Morton to win it all. But that was before I knew that Hallville was actually going to be good. (laughs) No, you've made your soccer bed and you must lie in it. I mean, I have a question. If it comes down to it, I'd rather win than be right on the podcast. Yeah, would you throw uh, a game to be right on the podcast? No. <laughs> Good. No, that's <laughs> that's terrible. You absolutely should throw this game specifically for Harry Morton because look, there's look. there's a part of me that wants to go out on top. And if Hallville was to win the championship this year, it'd be so easy for me to justify not playing again. <laughs> But, I, I mean, it's not guaranteed. I probably will continue playing, but that chance to go out on top? 
That's that's tempting for sure to it retire. Really is. Yeah, I feel that. Since Cole's not here, we'll check in on his team for him. He um, now he did pick five or six weeks in instead of the rest of us who did week one. He picked. Uh, I think South, this season. Southside Soccer Club. No, no, no. Atletico. This, this season's darling, Atletico Pogues run. I, I, I mean, I think they're the sleeper pick. Honestly. I do too. I they're, think he's. I mean, Cole's a smart guy. Again, I think it's a little bogus that he picked in week five or six, sure. but we'll take it. We'll take we'll, it. We'll put an asterisk next yeah. to it. Oh, he, he's yeah. get, he knows there's an asterisk. <laughs> He'll get an asterisk. That's what the symbol tattoo. should be yeah. for the lower table. Oh, yeah. an asterisk. Oh, my God. It's basically a star, but different. That's right. I That's love it. perfect. All right. Um, it's time for Carrie's soccer terms. It was really hard for me to Google odd soccer terms and not actually read the definitions. Of course. But I stopped on this one, and the term is parking the bus. And I would like to say first what I think that means. Wow, okay. I believe that parking the bus is like... Don't do research. When you just like sit in front of the goalie, one person, and just like hangs out and waits. You park your bus waiting for the ball to come close to you so you can kick it in. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is, Jason? Well, that's correct. Yeah. Is it? That is correct. It is, yeah. Become ultra-defensive. In your in your style of play, but so, it's like a team. I mean, an individual. Well, it would be as a team. Like so, say personally. your midfield would drop back to defend. Your forwards would drop back to be midfield. You would go into a sort of play where you were preventing a goal rather than trying to score a goal. I meant like I'm a slow player person, and I don't really want to do anything, so I will park my ass. In front of the goalie, waiting for a ball to come. Then I've misunderstood what you said. Yeah, no, you were right. <laughs> you were right, and I was on the right track, but not You were, you were on the right track. A few moments later. We're back on the podcast with Elizabeth Wallen, Lane Wolf, Silva Zane, JD Chish. Welcome back, Elizabeth. We're glad to have you. Thank you. One of the things that we love to do after we do all the formal radio interviews is kind of uh, mix all of our guests up together and have them ask each other questions. Bike Indianapolis, what kind of questions do you have for Elizabeth Wallen of Atletico Pogues Run? Well, in the interim drinking period, we found out that Elizabeth can really draw a bike with her eyes closed and without lifting a pencil from the paper. I think she put you guys all under the table with her bike drawing skills. We'll, we will tweet this. I got to see this, though. Where is it? <laughs> it's a contour blind drawing. It's on the bar. Lane's going to grab it. Here they come. Um. <laughs> oh, that's can't, a work of art. Can't deliver cheating. That is a work of art. I think I saw a Picasso sculpture that looks like that Well, one. thank you. But also, uh, she spent five years in the city without a car, because you can do that here in Indianapolis. Tell us more about your time bike commuting solely. Yeah, um, well, living when I first came here, I was living in Irvington, and that was probably a little bit more isolating on a bike. But then once I was downtown, um, it was fairly easy to coordinate. I, I do remember, though, a couple like professional settings where it felt a little out of you know the norm where I'd like show up and my back was soaking wet from the rain <laughs> and there's yeah. like mud all dripping down my butt um. it builds character <laughs> exactly and also it's a total icebreaker I'd say 100% I, I once showed up to a, a meeting with the Marion County Health Department where it like ra rained and it was not on the weather and so I from downtown Indy where I was biking only 
went all the way up to what Mass Ave and 30th or wherever it is, and I was soaked to the gills, and they yeah. were like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, this is like the first question is like, "Is is everything? Do you need a ride?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm fine. I've got, I've got it all down." So, I mean, I also, I bike to every game. So I assume you do the same, living car-free? I don't because uh, I actually have quite a few players on my team now that live in Cottage Home, and we all carpool together. Mm. So it's it's a nice change up there of, like, getting a ride. I, I was trying to I was trying to probe and be like, what's your preferred bike route to, oh. to Coons? Because I'm, like, still figuring mine out. Not going to lie, I definitely looked it up, and the shortest I got was, like, a 25-minute ride out, and... It would not have been the route I would have taken if I were to do it because it was like a roundabout going up towards the canal and up Indiana Avenue, and I probably just would have cut straight across 16th Street on my bike. Yeah, I'm not brave enough to go on 16th Street yet, so I'm yeah. still like riding Michigan there and going up the towpath, but we're, I'm hoping to squeeze it down, cut it I'm, down a little bit. I'm always ready to take on traffic. So. Mm, that's bravery right there. Before the game, yes. After a game, though, my legs are like, no. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not going into traffic. After the game, it'd be a lot harder to get to the after parties, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's what really matters, you yeah. know. Get those after party points. Lynn, that brings up a great question. Like, do we have any tips for Indy City football players who bike to games, play a whole game, and then have to bike home or to the after party? Like, what, what do you do? How do you make that happen? Yeah, so um, our first game was actually a 9 p.m. game. So I didn't have lights on my bike, and I was kind of like, okay, got to change that. So I would say if you're biking to Indy City football games, your, your first, first go is go get those bike lights. Um, but, yeah, there, I mean, the uh, White River uh, Canal Path really connects really well. Um, over there towards 16th Street towards Coons. So like that's the way to go. I've ridden with a lot of other teams Like it's funny because you'll you'll finish a game and then you'll grab your bike to get ready to leave And you realize like three people on the other team just bike to the game, too So you're like, oh, hey, let's let's chat it up like while we ride back because you're usually always head back downtown together so um, That's one of the great things is like everyone's kind of going the same route usually so you get to meet a lot of other soccer players and um, I remember passing someone on your team yeah. last week and being like, how was the game as I biked to the game as she was biking away. So. Yeah, and then Lane came out to the after party with us, so he was sitting at our table chilling with us since he biked over with uh, one of our team members. But uh, I've also considered putting a bike rack on my car so that like, in case there's somebody at the games who like wants to go to the after party but needs a ride, it's like, oh, just throw your bike on the car. Like, we got gotcha. you. Yeah. Hey, Lane, when you grab your bike, where do you grab it from? When you grab your bike, where do you grab it from? Um, I currently, <laughs> that, is a, that is a great point that as um, a bike indie employee, I should ask. I'm currently locking my bike up on a, uh, a removable barrier. Um, what, are, what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing about uh, bike racks at Coon so, Stadium? We actually, uh, you know, one of our principles here at uh, Indy City Football is to leave a place better than we found it. And, uh, you know, this is the first time we've been to Coons. So we have like two main initiatives with uh, Kuntz, and I'm, I think I can say this. I don't know. It's it's all st still sort of up in the air. So it's like take this as still in process. But uh, we're essentially going to do two things. One, we're working on a mural. Uh, one of our players, uh, his name is Martin Kuntz, who's an incredible artist. If you've ever been to like uh, Tapper's Arcade, all of those beautiful murals of uh, of arcade uh, characters are his. But his uncle is Kuntz of Kuntz Stadium. 
So he's going to do this incredible uh, mural art, which we'll uh, leave behind, which would be cool. And then uh, the second thing that we're uh, working on is still kind of tentative, uh, kind of figuring out all the details of what that's going to look like. And Bike Indianapolis is going to be a part of helping us figure that out. Uh, but we'd like to leave a permanent bike rack behind there because even though there's you know two fields there and, and a few hundred people, or honestly a few thousand people a week that go there, uh, it's kind of crazy that there's not an official place to leave your bike. So. Uh, that's one of the things that we're hoping that we can leave behind at the by the end of the season um, that doesn't currently exist. So we're working on it. I look, I look forward to parking my bike at that bike rack. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be, I, you know, obviously you don't want to, like, uh, put design over function, right? It needs to be a functional uh, thing. But hopefully it'll have, like, a little soccer theme uh, to it as well. So... We'll, we'll figure that out, but we, we got some ideas. Today I actually reached out to the designer of the Indy 11 logo to see if he wanted to collaborate on Whoa. making a bike rack that had sort of a shield going on. Ooh, I love really that. Nice. That's awesome. Hey, my suggestion was just throw one of our stickers on the, uh, the bike rack. <laughs> I like yours a lot better. <laughs> Here's my dying question with the blood shortage. Yes. How many points for giving blood? Uh, it's actually the most points you can, you can give, so uh, it is... For the month of June, it's been 200 points. Um, uh, it's normally 100 points, uh, but we are not only giving out. We're gonna. I don't know. I guess I'll just say this, uh, <laughs> but we're gonna extend that throughout the summer because of the blood shortage. Uh, it's really important that we do that. So, uh, but yeah, giving blood is actually one of the one of the new things uh, this year. We've sort of been uh, pretty rudimentary about you know you get transit points, you get volunteer points for like four or five events. This year, we've we had so much time during the pandemic that we created almost a, like a good place style point system, uh, and and there's almost four or five times as many things that, uh, as you can get. And we're also beta testing. Uh, this isn't happening this year, but we're testing it because it will happen next year. And that is that uh, we're testing uh, jerk points as well. So if you get a yellow card for your team, it will actually subtract those extra points. Uh, so. Oh, I'm getting points right now? You're, well, you get not only points for visiting, but because you're on the podcast, you get extra points. Okay, Athletic Hill Rogues Pond. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Indianapolis and doing leaving the places that we are better than we found them. So. And don't be a jerk. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, do you know we have a meme account? No. No, we actually created What's the meme account? Rogues Pond. No shit. Like yeah. on uh, Twitter? Or? Uh, we're just on Instagram right now. Oh, Instagram, yeah. yeah. Blake loves the Instagram. Yeah. A few moments later. Now, um, how far have you biked in, like, one trip? Like, like one trip. <clears throat> I, had, I had a friend once who was just like, oh, I'm going to bike to St. Louis this weekend. Never St. Louis. I, I, think I've, I think I've done, like, 40 miles in a day, which that's, like, a, that's a good workout, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean... There's trails, like, I don't know how long off the top of my head how long Monon is, the trail, but I've ridden from Found Square all the way up to the Westfield area. And that was then realizing I have to turn around and go back the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, your rides that you all set up, none of them will go to St. Louis, correct? Yeah, most of the rides that we set up are typically about five miles for folks who are getting into it, and it's, it's super doable. Um, yeah. 
for sure. A, a big part of, I think, Bike Indianapolis' work is not only just getting people out to go for long rides to kind of work out, but also, like, how do you get people to be able to bike just to the grocery store, you know, when you need that carton of eggs? So we won't have any, like, uh, decked out full bike gear, um, you know. No like, spandex required. No, no spandex required, yeah, so... So there you can there be are options. We can plug you into that. If you want to be part yeah, of a Peloton, yeah. we will hook you up. Uh, but like this, in July, we'll be doing some rides to Taggart Memorial Amphitheater, which okay. is just opening up for the Indie Shakespeare. Yeah. So they're doing a Midsummer Night's Dream, and we'll be having a Midsummer Night's Ride to get there together. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and any bike type is welcome, too, then. So you any don't have to type. have... Low a riders, you tricycles, can... <laughs> hybrids, <laughs> e-bikes. Cargo bike. Just get out and bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I know we, we talked, we asked, Carrie asked about what street would you like to see turned over 16th? I said 10th. I live between 16th and 10th on Tibbs. And I'll say okay. to get that first start, it, it's a bit daunting to get to somewhere where you feel like you don't have to be constantly looking over your shoulder. But, uh, but, but seeing that there's a, um, the B&O trail coming in on my side of town, um, the, 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 there's just more trails coming in. To know that you guys are out there pushing for this, I, I saw too, um, that it's not just about like bike rides. There's also like going through and, and trying to um, change um, how roads are built, how cities are planned. And I just think it's, that's amazing to, to be out there and do that. So it's good to know like there's an ally kind of like behind all bike riders in uh, bike Indianapolis. So. Yeah, change is coming and infrastructure we're seeing more and more. There's actually, we'll be getting to share some exciting news about 22nd Street becoming a complete street soon Woo. here near us at a tap room. Fantastic. Um, but in the meantime, streets being as they are, we also have partnered with uh, CERTA, Central Indiana Regional Transportation Authority. So All not right. the mattress folks. That's not the mattresses. <laughs> and their program, Commuter Connect, to do a program called Bike Guides, where they bring in folks. You'll register with them if you want to be paired with a more experienced rider, and we are training the experienced riders so you can actually get a one-on-one bike guru to come help you figure out what's the best way for me to navigate this not so safe street and get to a, a better bike place where I'm going to feel better on the streets. I'm going to know how to, to own my lane. Like you don't have to be crunched up on the side. You can be like, I need this space and yeah. you're going to respect me cars. Yeah, no, that is fantastic. Cause, uh, I, I, you know, have biked a lot in the past and, um, it was definitely a, there was no one there to kind of show you the rope. So it was a, okay, how do I get out here? How do I do this? How do I make cars aware that, you know, we are here, so don't run me over. A few moments later. And in a week bountiful with interviews and high quality content, we've got another one for you guys. It's with Indy City Football's very own director of Beats, Zach Shorter. What's going on? We're well, excited to have you here. Jason's going to ask you some questions. Sweet. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what team do you play on? Uh, how many years have you played? Previous teams you played on? Where you met your wife? All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. So, I have been playing uh, with any state football for all eight years, or all seasons, if you want to go. Um, seven of those with Upper Downtown. Uh, though never living in that neighborhood since that's kind of just kind of moved around a little bit, but um, um, really fun. Um, 
I played Real West for the first year where we went undefeated the entire regular season and then got smoked in the playoffs. So that was one of those funny things, one of those, uh, the continuation of we, I play for the Atlanta Falcons of the, <laughs> the league every year. That's Jay's ongoing joke that it's like we're a powerhouse in the, even though we've made the finals twice, almost winning twice, but other than that, um, let's see what else do we have. Um, ooh, the funny story of uh, how I met my wife. Yeah, let's hear that. So, um, funny story here. Uh, she was actually trying to set me up with somebody else at the time that was also on the team. And, yeah, that's a, that's a funny one. And I kept on saying, no, I'm not really interested. Um, kind of interested in you, um, actually. And um, one week, she got kneed in the temple in one of the games and got concussed. Um, we don't know for sure. Yeah, I know. This was the year that I, I don't think you were involved. It was year two. So um, that might be why it's news to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was out for the count a little bit. So I'm like... <laughs> like, are you okay? And I'm like, like rubbing on her, like, just like, hey, are you all right? Like, cause I'm an empath in general, and we had already <laughs> been talking and stuff like that. So it's not like I was just that's doing a nice that out euphemism, yeah, an know? empath, yeah. So, um, it, you know, we had you know already been talking and stuff, and then that's when I was like, yeah, we're we're definitely definitely gonna give this a go, give this a try. So that's that's how we met, and then. Um, I ended up getting a head wound the next year, so or a head injury the next year. So that was kind of fun how she got one, I got one. Look, I'm not going to put you uh, on the spot um, <clears throat> because that would be rude. But should you ever decide to have kids, yes, I would just like to reiterate that if you name them after me, that kid gets a lifetime of Indy City football registrations. Man, <laughs> I'm I, just saying. I hope the uh, the league is around in 18 years. You know, that would be good. So, I'll, I, you know, if that works out, I'll cash you in. You know, I'll cash in on that. Sounds good. It's definitely the long con. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's a long yeah. game for sure. Yeah. But, you know, if you throw in, you know, free registrations for Janie and I, too, that can be just donated somewhere. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the be beautiful good. thing about the name Jordan, you know, it's genderless. Yeah. It can go either way. Yeah. And, and yeah, for sure. Jordan, let me ask you this. Is this a one-time offer for the first Indy City football baby to be born, or is this to any? Like, do you want to have just a whole league of little Jordans running around? Well, first of all, the answer is yes, I do want a league of all Jordans. <laughs> Second of all, it will just matter. Like, how much pleasure do I derive from a child being named okay, after Okay, yeah. Me? That I want to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I don't want to go to the effort of having a child myself <laughs> to, to find out. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get these soccer players I hang out with to do the thing. I believe that after the first one happens, you will love it so much <laughs> that you will want everyone to continue to name their children Jordan. And in 20 years from now, most of the league will be named Jordan, but also there will be financial issues because most of the league is not paid to enter. Oh, not only that, but could you imagine all the kids acting up saying Jordan? Jordan's ball. Yeah, like Jordan. Hey, everybody's like, stop. Oh, yeah. There's a weird connection between all of us. So, Zach, what do you eventually, do? I'm sorry. Well, no, eventually, the rule will be changed from don't be a jerk to don't be a Jordan. <laughs> Well, Zach, uh, what do you? What's your uh, game day duties? What's your game day like for any city football? Sure. So it's uh, 
showing up early, um, pitching in with uh, helping up set up the field. Um, I know it's awfully difficult for several, you know, a lot of people to be able to get off work and get there at five o'clock or even four thirty, you know, whatever time it takes. And thankfully, I live fairly close to Coon Stadium, so can get over there fairly quick, help out with that. Then um, it's carry up all my stuff. Uh, thankfully, all my stuff has considerably uh, lessened quite a bit since the very first week when I had all the speakers at the had, and I was like I wasn't sure what I was going to need so I had <laughs> all the speakers tables everything lights so uh, thankfully you don't have to deal with any of that but and now you're bringing just your phone and the cord, literally right? just my phone pre-recording yeah. it just because the last few weeks I've either had like a six o'clock game or we had almost had rain and I had to throw something together real quick so I was like oh crap oh crap oh crap so I have yeah. a question for you yeah it's personal to me okay you asked on Twitter for the first week if anyone had like song recommendations yes. for the first week of us all coming back, and I said to you to play a cool remix version of "It's All Coming Back to Me" by Celine Dion. Oh, I haven't done that. Did yet. you do it? I have not you done that. You didn't do yet. it. No. Okay, well, put no, that you in have your not pocket. missed out. Thank you, because I missed it. I wanted it. to make sure I didn't miss it, but I also was a little like, "He never did it." No, I haven't done it yet. Yet. Yeah, I've been good on all but two now. Well, Garfield AC plays the six o'clock game this week, so I will be there right at six. Waiting to listen to you play. Well, then that would actually be a really good time to do it because you'd be able to get to hear, you know, the intro that most people that are at seven, eight, nine o'clock don't yeah. get to hear just because most of it's right there for I'll that. Get there early. Six o'clock game. Heck yeah. I'll be sitting looking up at the press box. Now I would like to point out uh, that Zach actually uh, his um, he's part of the league office now. Yeah. Which means he's uh, one of the Indy City footballers who gives a serious amount of time to making the league a better place. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out that um, he recently got a um, promotion from director of Beats to <laughs> executive director of Whoa. Beats. <laughs> I, am I am moving up in the world I am really sorry. fast, guys. And as you know, we are so serious about titles, we don't give away titles <laughs> in any city football. So I have already forgotten deal. what mine are. <laughs> or plural. Or you I know plural. I have two. <laughs> Executive director, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, everybody. Chink, 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 clink, 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 clink. Let's do that. Yep. Jason has another important question for you that I can only tell from looking at the document that we use to keep us on track. What's your best genre of music? Not yours, but the. What is the best genre of music? One word. Mm. Don't need to deliberate. Top of your head. That's fine. I am, can I give you an artist that would probably describe what I think is probably the best music? Because right. it's, it kind of goes into a few different genres in a way. Prince. All because right. there All right. are several different kind of versions of kind of like the music that he put out, even though it was mostly rock and pop and, yeah. you know, it was very soulful. There was a lot of different things he did. So it, that was probably it. I got to say, after an answer like that, uh, Zach's new title is Super Executive Director of <laughs> <laughs> Man, this guy's a rising star in the Look out, office. guys. Future president right here. What, what do of you... Indy City Football, not the, <laughs> not the country. Watch it. Forget that. <laughs> so what do you put on uh, for yourself before your game? It is usually going to be either like progressive house or trance, because that's what gets me going. It's fast-paced. That's how when I'm on... You know, on the field, that's how I move. A lot of, a lot of times I like to move quick and fast. So, well, What position do you play? So it's a mix of either 
uh, center back. So trying to anchor the defense or I'll be on the wing. All right. Because I'm actually deceptively fast. I'm a fairly tall, big guy, but, you know, I move, so why not? One last question. So mm-hmm. every <clears throat> in Indy City football, we don't have nicknames for the teams, right? It's Upper Downtown or it's uh, Old North United. Pretty like vanilla, bland kind of kind of names. But over the years, people have adopted nicknames. Has Upper Downtown adopted any nip- nicknames? And if so, what what is it? And if not, what would it be? Well, I mean, it, it basically would have been the Atlanta Falcons of. <laughs> Um, for sure. I mean, we've made it close uh, twice, and uh, yeah, I mean, can it get any more brutal for the Falcons than being up all that, all those points to Brady and the Patriots and then losing? That is kind of what our luck has been like in, in... in some situations. Do you remember who you played in your two games? I do. Uh, Old North United and uh, Sporting Heron Morton. I don't forget those things. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I wish Whether you guys it's by goals or ankles, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you all I'm can't kidding. see That's, this. You can't do that. Because it's a podcast. You can't see our faces. I wish you could have seen the dead look in his eyes when he said that sentence. <laughs> I was kind of trying to get a rise out of Jordan. He's just chilling back there. We don't do that, people. If the BAC are so yeah, good. If you go for if you go for ankles, you're out of the league, friends. <laughs> out of the league. Out of the league. So uh, you have a game coming up. I do you know who you're playing? I don't. I don't either. So, but he's got the schedule now. So, so the yeah, scouting yeah. report is going real well. <laughs> <laughs> scouting report was on the beers, right? Who are you playing? Oh, hey, you've got it right in front of me, man. Where are we? Ooh, Real Fletcher Place. I like this. That's typically been a fun game over the years. Now, uh, now Fletcher Place, so for, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we have two tables. Um, Fletcher Place had um, it's fallen down. They lost last week to AC Mile Square. They are currently sitting in 11th overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, Upper Downtown, unfortunately, you guys had a loss last week as well. You dropped out of the top table into the second table, but you're the number one in the second table. So this week be a huge game for you guys to jump back up into that second table. But as we found out last week from our interview, um, there there's some teams like Cole's team who wants to be in the second group because they want to. They know they weren't going to be able to beat a Heron Morton or a Hallville, but they could win a second league. What's your opinion? Do you want to be in the first or the second? Well, I can tell you that from the competitive side, for me, I'd like to be in the first. Uh, being first in the second table, even though it's first still, not first of the first, so that's you know it's always a goal. And I would say the team would definitely say the same. You know, we're competitive, even though we're real chill, like to have fun. We're still competitive and like to win. For sure, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we definitely belong in the top half just historically, and that's kind of what we think. But, you know, you never know. You know, the, sure, the, yeah. the league has gotten a lot better over the past several years. So, I think that's one of the things that uh, people sometimes get misconstrued a little bit. Like, because we emphasize safety, because we emphasize the, the, the good citizenship element, uh, a lot of times, the, and, and we openly say, hey, we're, we're dialing back a little bit. Sometimes people take that as, like, we're not competitive. Uh, but that's not the case at all. Not at all. Um, it is actually a very competitive league. And I will say Upper Downtown has always been a team that's both been competitive 
and also not assholes. And uh, I think that's kind of the the balance that we're going for. Um, and so as team captain hey. for years and years, uh, Zach's been a big part of kind of finding that balance of both being a good team, playing good soccer, and also not just like kicking the shit out of people. So. Uh, well, that's not fun. No, it's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for anybody. It is fun for some people, but they go to different leagues for that. Do, uh, exactly. In this league, and, that's not what we do. You want to be a suck, jerk? So. We've got a league for that. Yeah, <laughs> We've I got will like happily re- recommend you that league if you want to Because that means you're out of this league. Yeah, that's right. that's right. <laughs> and so uh, anyway, thanks for yeah. thanks oh, for being a good part of maintaining that balance between like having good fun and being competitive and also not you know kicking the shit out of each other. I, uh, I, I do have one more question, I think, for, for me. Mm-hmm. So we talked about this last week, too. So if you win the table, you get a star. What do you do? What do you get if you win the second table? What, what should that be on the jersey? Uh, perhaps a designation, if you could do that. Like, What about a prince symbol? I think that, well. <laughs> now, I would say if you if Upper Downtown wins the second table this year, maybe they should have the, the chance to choose their symbol. Their Ooh, logo I kind of like that. On. I mean, everything in Indy City football is like an idea that somebody had once that said, hey, we should do it this way this time. So I, I'm 100% open to those ideas for sure. I would um, like to put in a vote for a cat silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Can it be like knocking something down? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I just put that into the league office, and I hate to say they've already turned it down. <laughs> oh, here comes back to that, um, I'm opening that up fake slack democracy <laughs> that we have here in this. That's right. <laughs> well, Zach, thanks for coming out tonight. We appreciate uh, not only your involvement in the league as a team captain, but also your contribution as the du- super, super executive, executive, executive director of Beats. <laughs> We appreciate all that. My and, uh, you know, I'm glad that we could <clears throat> return to you a, a marriage in exchange yeah, for hey, being a know, cool Indy City footballer. <laughs> I'll definitely take that 100%. Thanks, bud. Yep. Thank you. A few moments later. So we're back on the podcast, and uh, we have uh, not only Xavier from A Tap Room, but we still we still have Elizabeth Wallen from Atletico P- uh, Pugs Run, who's on mute. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, tell me, uh, both of you, what are you guys drinking tonight? Well, right now, I actually had the, I started with the street side high tea. I was looking for a sour. Oh, that was good. That was actually quite nice. Now I'm, I've return of the Mac is what I'm on. What kind of beer is that? It's a, it's a nice, like smooth coffee flavored blonde ale. Oh, nice. Interestingly enough. Wow. Okay. What are you drinking tonight, Xavier? Uh, so not street side. Our brewery next month is Listerman, and uh, Eric and I for the last four days have been literally drive. We drove. Oh my! We went to North Carolina. We got some people that we've been talking to out there, and in the process, uh, on the way back, we picked up uh, some more street side stuff and went to Listerman and talked to them, and they gave me a lemon pound cake beer. So it is a blonde with lemon and vanilla in it. So. Look, I'm not going to drop the hipster word, but if you want to go to a, a brewery that has beers you can't get anywhere else, and then you want to hang out with the dude who's drinking the beers that that place is getting next month. No, we can't even. <laughs> you need we, to won't come. Even, we won't even get this. Oh, really? That, that'll be gone by the time it gets to us. That's There's what like I'm saying. two four-packs left. He's like, you can take something out of the cooler. And I was like, I'm going to take that one. Sounds like you've created for yourself. The world's best job is what I'm hearing. It's pretty yeah. good. I just uh, <laughs> I travel, I drink beer, and I can 
tell the government I made less money because it was a work expense. That's so it right. works out. Can, it can out you tell well. us a little bit about this lemon pound cake? Because I'm really interested, actually, because lemon is my favorite flavor. Uh, I'd be more than happy to pour a little bit off because I don't like to drink after people. But, oh, my goodness. I mean, it tastes like a lemon. It, it, it tastes like cake. I mean, I don't know how to be more. Tastes like cake. That's enough for me. <laughs> Sweet. There's lemon. There's pounding. It's great. Yeah, it tastes <laughs> like a cake. But for real, if you want some, we can get we can get you a little bit. That's Sounds great. Like a yeah. yeah. I, I thought you I thought you were gonna come up with a description here, but I was just. I like, don't have I a was, good. I was here for the story. <laughs> yeah. I don't, have, I don't have a good story. It literally, uh, even on the front there, it's a piece tastes of cake like with a lemon by it. That's right. It tastes. As advertised. Great. <laughs> Xavier, are, are, you, are you from Indianapolis originally, or what's your, what's your background? Um, I was born in Indiana, and then my dad joined the military, so I spent uh, quite a bit of time in uh, upstate New York, and we moved back about 2002, 2003, somewhere in there, so uh, out in uh, Pittsburgh, if anybody's familiar oh, with yeah. out there. But uh, yeah, so lived out there for a bit, and now I'm out in Plainfield, so... Right. About 25 minutes outside of Indianapolis. Nice. Elizabeth is from New York as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from I'm from the city. Oh. Queens, New York. But I, actually, I went to, I was in Binghamton, New York for my college years. Okay. So that's, it's not too far. It's not too far, no. We were in uh, Watertown. Okay. So yeah. everybody's like, what the hell is that? And we're like, eh, it's like <laughs> go to Buffalo, go three hours up. <laughs> we're basically in Canada. Our milk came in bags. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what's your what's your background uh, professionally? Are, are you do you have a background in beer, or is this just like a, a whim that's kind of working out? Uh, so, background was retail management for a really long time, and uh, corporate sucks, all that sucks. So I left uh, to go to Blackacre, and I was over there for about two and a half years. Nice. Uh, started serving, and the whole point was I wanted to to manage to to learn the ins and out of the brewery thing because I'd learned everything I needed to know I felt to open something other than the like ebbs and flow of the uh, you know the beer world so I did that and then uh, you know unfortunately after that fire and everything that they had and then COVID happened and my industry that I had just came into shut down uh, had an opportunity to open this and said no better time to, to try it and beer's been a hobby since I don't know, 2012, 2013. Sure. So been in it for a little bit professionally, not as much, but sure. Oh well, I'm in it now. It seems to be working <laughs> out, my friend. No, it's a great <laughs> place. Here comes my lemon pound cake. Oh yeah. We got a little pour. We'll see how it is. Tastes like cake. <laughs> wow. Wow. Let's describe that's, it now. I mean, I can't say it any better <laughs> than like. It's lemon pound cake, man. It really. It tastes like. Lemon pound cake, oh, wow. like straight up. That's it. Like if you just liquefied a lemon <laughs> pound cake and put it in a glass, like this is what I'm drinking right now. It's impressive. It is. Wow. Now, Xavier, uh, tell us a little bit uh, what's coming up for a tap room. Yeah, so we actually have uh, the rest of 2021 done. So a lot of people have asked us, oh, well, you know, who's coming up? Who's coming up? Are you guys even done? Answer is yes. And you know, I could sit here and tell everybody, but uh, if you go to our like actual website, right. uh, it's not so much on, on social like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are all just a tap room, but a taproom.com will have the entirety of who we've had 
since April when we opened up until December. Uh, I think that's the last one we have on there because we just talked to Maplewood uh, out of Chicago, and they're going to be our January brewery. Oh, so nice. I'm not really sure if we updated the website with that yet. Everybody else is on there, though. So from now until December. Well, if that website isn't updated yet, you heard you it here heard first. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. Or second. We might have told a few yeah, people. Maplewood knew. <laughs> you know. That's the first radio wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, for people, uh, obviously you just said the website, but for people who are trying to get uh, uh, to find out more about you guys, actually you just said all the things. So Yeah, yeah. no, attackroom.com, no. I think the only thing I might not have mentioned is uh, any beer community people or if you're ever need it because you care about alcohol as an industry untapped uh u-n-t-a-p-p-d uh, dot com you can make a profile and follow breweries bars whoever uh, we fall under the bar category even though we specialize in craft beer uh, but if you follow us anytime we tap a new beer uh, it comes up immediately sends you a notification when we tap a new brewery pretty much when we do anything uh, so it's the quickest way to know what we've done before we've had a chance to tell you what we've done because I try to pretend I'm organized, but uh, <laughs> I was still putting prices in the computer this morning yeah. for today's switchover. So, you I know. mean, it was a weird pandemic, man. Nobody, we're yeah. all trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I, you know, I'm not actually much of a beer guy. I, I enjoy beer, but I'm not like one of the, you know, I yeah. don't know, beer heads. I don't know what you, whatever you call them. Beer geeks uh, in beer Indiana. Geeks, That's yeah, the official right. Facebook. There you go. Beer geeks. You're, but, not, you're not a lemon pound cake? No. <laughs> I don't know. That's a question for off air. But uh, uh, one of the things that I love about a tap room is that it's uh, it's both like a blend of, of beers that I can enjoy as someone who's like not fam that familiar with craft beers, and also one that's a respectable place to invite people who like our beer geeks uh, yeah. to to too. So uh, that's been one of my favorite. You know, I we really hadn't uh, I hadn't been here before the Indian City Football Partnership, so this is like been kind of getting to know you guys over the last few months, and I gotta say, I love you guys. This is a great place to be. Hey, we appreciate you being here, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had the same beer twice. So, which that's a goal. That's yeah. A, well, unless somebody wants to keep ordering it, and then <laughs> that's fine too. I, that's how we get. That's how we kick the kegs. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had this beer twice today because it's so good. <laughs> which one are you drinking? Uh, this is the milkshake berry. So I, good. Uh, so good. Uh, yeah. And I don't drink IPAs. Like this is not my thing. But it's just a wonderful. Blend. It tastes like uh, it. cream savers. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, Xavier, thank you so much, A, uh, for your sponsorship, B, for uh, hosting us, and C, for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have you again, and we appreciate it so much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I hear you have a tough question for me. What is yeah, it? well, you know what? As a fellow community builder, I guess you could say. Okay, wow. Community organizer. I'll take it. It's definitely like a long run journey, right? Mm. So, or you, maybe you disagree, but I mean, it's been eight fucking years, Elizabeth. You're doing eight years. This you're is in eight. Year oh eight. my gosh! Not intentionally. This is all accidentally. I only committed a year to Jim Walker of Big Car, but yeah. Hit. And the you? year you left, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, just, so let's just say I needed to come back. Basically, what's the scandal? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have so many scandals we could outline. <laughs> it would. It really would be three more hours. Oh well, what's the uh, year two scandal? Oh, you're asking what Wait, the year two scandal? Well, 
No, Jason is asking that. I'm still not asking that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, was thus there far, for you too. Thus far, I've managed to not besmirch anybody's names. On the podcast. On the podcast or on social media. I've come very close. No, I, I, my question is more, it's more geared towards, you know, community building is it's definitely like a long run game right sure. people, mm-hmm. people come and go especially in city centers yeah they're more transient yeah so my question is what would be your what's your what's your why what's what keeps you going year after year to like keep building and keep believing in the idea that this can be something more than just soccer yeah so i i think there are two answers to that and one is the organizational answer and one is the personal answer okay so uh, the organizational answer is that um, <clears throat> what I love about any city football is because the approach isn't like starting with friends, it's starting with neighborhoods, uh, you sort of create these like collisions of people who might not have met otherwise, right? So if, if the three of us are going to go and play in any other soccer league and we all know each other and I say, hey, I'm going to run this team, I invite all my friends and we have a good time and it's fine, but we haven't really like developed community or relationship or whatever. We've just like had a good time with our friends, which is fine. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, But if if I'm in Pogues Run uh, area, for instance, and I'm like joining a team where I don't know anybody else, but suddenly now there are 18 people who live in proximity to me, that's a big deal. Because you're, you're now spending, like you said, you're spending time together at the games, you're spending time at the after parties, and now you're spending time together off uh, the games. And that's really those collisions of people in proximity. That's what community is, right? Right, right. And so if we can also like throw a brand behind that and a, uh, a team name, and you can also bring in non-players as part of that, and you could also like leave the place you are better than you found it through volunteerism or... or you know, just doing transit uh, uh, elements. Like, that's exactly the kind of thing that I want to be involved in as a, as a organization, right? Right. So that, that is exciting to me just on this principle. And I, I like to t- talk to our sponsors, like, uh, you know, for the longest time, our three main um, partners have been Indy 11, Big Car, and Indy Parks, right? And Indy Parks is all about outdoor recreation. Indy 11 is all about soccer. And Big Car is all about community uh, and Indy City Football like fits right into the middle of those three, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, is it a small organization? Absolutely. You know, we're 500 people uh, doing a small portion of, uh, you know, it's a small organization. But uh, it is an organization that incentivizes people to do good things uh, and also, um, you know, collaborates to do things that are bigger than what just 500 people could do. Um, and so that sort of leads into my, the individual answer, which is I don't actually spend uh, all my time in Indianapolis. Um, I basically have two things uh, in Indy. Uh, well, three things. One, I hear, I'm here for my, uh, my nephew. Um, two, I have this like uh, thing at home I call family dinner. This is like I squeeze all my sh- social time in Indianapolis into one time at my house where people are invited and very similarly to Indy City Football it's curated right you come show up to my house be an asshole like you're uninvited (laughs) but everyone's invited it's a very welcoming place until you start behaving like a a jerk Uh, and then Indy City Football uh, for me is a group of four or five hundred people 
who sort of have that same uh, that same principle, and um, and you know not everybody involved is involved in, in doing that, right? You're not going to get 500 people doing all the things all the time, and that's okay. That like that's that's not where, that's not the goal. The goal is, are we doing slightly more than we would be if we were just all 500 people like at a party and the answer is yes right we're volunteering we're creating relationships we're uh, uh, creating connections Zach from earlier uh, in the show met his wife uh, as as part of this uh, and so for me it's as someone who doesn't spend all his time in the Indianapolis has zero professional responsibilities in Indianapolis like all my stuff's basically in Chicago New York Denver um this Indy City Football is sort of my way to organize a group of professionals towards doing good things in Indianapolis that are bigger than what I could do myself. And yeah. to me, that is 100% worth uh, the time that I spend, even in a pandemic where, year where I'm spending three times as much of my actual hours on Indy City Football as I like normally would because it was all squeezed into a, a couple months. Right. Um, so, I, you know, for me... That that's a that's a hell yes, right? It, in life, <clears throat> I tend to be like sort of a fast-paced person, right? Uh, I get I get the pejorative of New Yorker a lot yeah, <laughs> around I was here. Say fast-paced <laughs> right, in Indy, right? Exactly. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you want to see what the calculation of like New York pace plus living in Indianapolis looks like, just like go look at my personal Twitter feed. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, like for me. Uh, this, this idea that um, I can uh, have an element of, t- of my time like turn into what's more, more than I could do on my own is like not only well worth the time, it's over, over the years has become like a very significant portion of my friend group and my relationships and yeah. here in Indy. Uh, and that is just like, to me is like, that's what life is all about, right? Creating yeah. connections with people that you care about and uh, and doing good shit together, and that's in the same football. Yeah, so. for a fast-paced guy, that seems like a pretty slow concept, which is interesting. It is. It's a slow concept that I'm getting other people to do on my behalf. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There's probably some like psychological deconstruction <laughs> of what that means. I'm sure. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I'm just here to ask questions. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you in the podcast next week and you can bring <laughs> yeah. that down further. Okay. Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> yep. I've had an excellent Pl- time with Elizabeth. I appreciate yeah, pl- it. Plenty of content, right? <laughs> an, an embarrassment <laughs> of content. Half of this is going to go to the Too Patreon. Too much. Like, you're not paid for this, right? <laughs> uh, we really should start a Patreon. <laughs> do you think people would actually... Do- Surely people would not pay to hear a niche neighborhood soccer podcast I mean, that didn't I don't fit know, into like- the podcast. <laughs> it's like... It didn't fit oh, in the radio. A, it didn't fit your, in the podcast. Yeah. Now pay for the extra shit. You gotta, yeah. I gave here's you. Like a, well, you know, you just gotta call it exclusive. <laughs> it's like I gave you two hours for free. You pay for the third. This oh, is exclusive shit. content. That's so good. Only on Spotify. Only on Spotify. That's right. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thanks for coming out yeah, thank and you. Uh, tolerating us. It's been another great night at a tap room. Okay. You got 30 seconds. I think we, I think we, it's the ta- that time. A, we, it's the time for Carrie's 30-second bathroom. I hate, I hate to tell you, it's it's time for you to leave. So. It is. Uh, I don't have to go home, but I can't stay here. But aren't you going home? Sir, give me 30 seconds on the clock. All right. Three, two, one. Okay, last week on The Bachelor, all of the men unionized to kick off Carl because he is the fucking worst. Formal... 
former several time contestant and one time bachelor, total babe, Nick Vial. He was on and he did like a talking circle so the men could talk about their feelings. This a-hole Thomas who just came on to be Instagram famous, he was like pretending he's really into it, but he's not. And all the guys were like, fuck you. Michael A got a one-on-one. He said the most beautiful thing about how beautiful is it to fall in love twice? Tom is still an a-hole. This guy just made a lot of faces. Is Tom getting sent home? Nobody knows. Wow. 30 seconds. Beautiful. Who's going to win The Bachelor this year? I have this guy named Blake winning who actually just showed up on the last episode. He's a former contestant from Tasha's season. He's Canadian. He's cute as a button. And I personally relate to Katie the Bachelorette a lot in personality traits and values. And I think he's a great dude. And so I picked him. That's uh, incorrect. Katie will be the winner. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Love will win. Always bet love. Well, Carrie, thanks for coming, uh, hanging out with us tonight. Thank you guys for having me for these several hours of fun, just like a Bachelor recap. (laughs) (laughs) And out there to you in podcast land, all of my fans in Lithuania. We'll see you next week. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. You've been listening to Indy City Football Live. Holy shit, you made it to the end. The first person to email Indy City Football Live at IndyCityFootball.com and say that you heard the whole show gets an extra 100 points. Join us at a tap room Mondays at 5.30 p.m. for a live recording. Indy City Football players get extra points, can earn prizes, and have a good time. As always, don't add us at Indy City Football on Twitter and catch new episodes live on WQRT-FM 99.1 Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Join your neighborhood team or learn more at IndyCityFootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good.